Hi, you guys. Hi. <laughs> Jackie, thank you so much for doing this with us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Long time, first time. Yeah, <laughs> and you have, like, been, uh, you started the Vampire Diaries along with us. Yeah, I well, I binged the first four episodes when I was visiting you. And then I just yeah. um, finished the latest episode, episode five today. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I didn't tell you when Jackie was up a few weeks ago, um, while the boys were at a bachelor party, uh, we sat and watched all the way through episode four and you guys hadn't watched episode four yet. So I told her that she had jumped ahead of you guys and she couldn't spoil anything for Hannah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So when Hannah got too busy, got too caught up and stuff, um, figured Jackie was, was prime, uh, victim to doing a guest spot on this podcast uh also jackie is the great connect one of the great connectors amongst this trio of me sam and hannah um met hannah because hannah was in your wedding last november Mm -hmm. so i met her at the bachelorette party and then uh we were both in the wedding um caroline who was our guest host last week worked your wedding yeah so (laughs) i'll come back yeah (laughs) um Okay. Hey there, Mystic Falls. Uh, I am Arisa. I'm Sam. And I'm the guest today, Jackie. (laughs) And we are your co-hosts for uh, This Doesn't Suck, your weekly Vampire Diaries podcast. I didn't do any of this stuff last week, by the way, so I don't know what I'm going to do while I'm editing. (laughs) Last week, we just started rambling because it was the first episode since quarantine, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just kind of a rambly mess walking into this episode i'm gonna have to piece some stuff together yeah. in editing or, or just let it be now that i'm acknowledging it yeah. it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we are going to talk today about episode 105 personally i am finding um keeping this podcast going even though we miss hannah very much um i am really enjoying having uh something to do with my time for two or three hours during the week whether that's Rewatching an episode or revisiting the episode via the the unauthorized companion guide uh, to the Vampire Diaries, the book that I bought a few weeks ago. Jackie, I, did I tell you that I no. bought this book? This is yeah. to me. <laughs> it's called Love You to Death. Um, a super fan from uh, the early years. She wrote uh, books. She wrote a book for each of the first five seasons, and she breaks down every episode like like in detail uh it's it's basically this podcast in you know written form does Um, it have like a glossary of all the characters because like picking it back up today after not having watched it in a long time i'm like who is that who is this how many like there are like 20 characters already that i have to keep track of yeah she does like um like she breaks down every character. I don't know if it's like indexed in that way, but at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. all of the main characters get like a character profile type thing. She talks about all the actors. Um, it's it's a legit, legit research publication. It's really great. Um, so, you know, having the time to go through the episode, go through the episode in the book, um, edit for the podcast has been a really nice respite for me, you know? Um, I'm not thinking about uh, the contagion, the the pandemic, as uh, at least not constantly <laughs> when I'm not working. When you guys watch TV, do you like, it, it kind of like shocks me when I'm like, oh, why are they standing so close together? Or, you know, yes. <laughs> it's been already Handsh- normalized self-distancing. Handshakes are very triggering right now. Like, 
people shaking hands on shows is just it's it's too much yeah it's a lot yeah it's like you're not supposed to be there why are you having a party right now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're sharing each other's drinks what are you doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was watching an episode of um uh, a bon appetit youtube episode today and i think priya took these like lentil zucchini fritters and double dipped in the in the dip (laughs) (laughs) obviously they had filmed this episode like you know weeks and weeks and weeks ago um but yeah i was i was really upset by it it was a lot Uh, so um i appreciate you all taking the time to uh provide a bit of distraction and hopefully um by the time we are launched and uh people are looking for new content um hopefully this will become a welcome respite for them too. Plan is for us to have three episodes live when we go live, so it might be like next week. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Episode one hundred and five. You're undead to me. Um, this episode was written by Sean Raycraft and Gabriel Stanton. Uh, Sean Raycraft wrote a bunch of episodes for the show. He also wrote. Oh, too bad Hannah's not here. He wrote for Degrassi: The Next Generation. <laughs> he wrote for Slings and Arrows. He wrote for Nine Two One Zero. So he is no stranger to uh, the teen soapy drama. Um, Gabrielle Stanton. She also wrote for like Grey's Anatomy and Ugly Betty. Uh, so she's a veteran of the, at least the weekly soapy drama. Um, and it was directed by Kevin Bray. Um, he's done stuff like Walking Tall, All About the Benjamins, The Bernie Mac Show, CSI in, CSI in New York, Veronica Mars. Um, so, you know, they get some pretty legit uh, uh, television directors for this show. Um, I think now we can play the promo for this week. I was dealing with Damon. And did you? Let me out of here. Lying to her. Whatever you're holding back, the more you try to hide it, the more she won't stop till she figures it out. Do you have access to old news stories? This is neither here nor there, but I always feel like the promo music is way different than what is actually in the show. Like, the show music is all like, I think tonight's episode had Matt Nathanson and they're all like very indicative of early aughts, like singer songwriter type genres. Yeah. Yeah. That felt like a, like a Sunday night football promo or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I do think that that, uh, that song is used in the show. I don't know if it's used in this episode or not. Um, But I guess from like clipping, episodes i do recognize it um i can't remember if it's from this episode i'm sure i'll figure it out um so they keep using dialogue that's not in the episode it's not in the episode they're such liars yeah um i believe that the job for editing promos does not live with the production company it lives with cw that makes so interesting yeah yeah um at least that's Trivia that I believe I learned from Gilmore Guys. So there's that. Because <laughs> they lied a lot on the Gilmore Girls episodes, too. Um, okay, so first of all, holistically, this episode. Um, a couple of episodes back of this podcast, um, I had asked Sam and Hannah when they thought Elena would figure out that Stefan is a vampire. 
And I'm pretty sure Hannah said the end of season one. And I think that Sam, I think your prediction was like that it would be the mid season cliffhanger. Um, but they got to it in episode five. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I'm ready to get this moving. Get the show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. Sam, were you surprised? Um, yeah, I, I guess I was surprised they got to it so quickly. But also, like, yeah, I mean, it was overdue. Like, you can't have another five episodes about how bad Stefan is at lying. Like that yeah. would just be unwatchable. So yeah, and you know, again, like I think it's also the right decision for us to upload episodes one through three like all at the same time together because it's been like painful for me. <laughs> like, like not that I haven't enjoyed the first four episodes for different reasons, but like the storyline just is, was not getting there. So now I finally feel like you know. They did all the character establishment. Um, they had their one-off football episode to make it, you know, feel like high school. And then, um, you know, first kind of shocking death. And then you got a little bit of history. You got the first, you know, founding families, found founders council party, you know, kind of opening up the, the universe of the town a little bit. And finally, like, ugh, finally something's happening. So um, I feel good about that. I feel like, well, I haven't seen any further than this, but she's obviously the protagonist. And as an audience member, you don't want to watch a dumb protagonist. So if she hasn't been able to figure it out, like past episode seven, eight, nine, then I would have probably stopped, you know, with any sort of trust that I had in her as a character. Cause she's supposed to be yeah. smart, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, so if we're going to break down the episode, I think storyline A, obviously, is uh, Stefan and Elena. Um, so after the Founders Council, uh, Stefan ghosted on her, right? Mm -hmm. Like He just disappeared to lock Damon up, left Elena a little message um, saying that he's going to be busy for a few days. And I thought her like mimicking Stefan's voice uh, in the kitchen to Jenna. I thought that was really funny. Hi, um, Elena. I um, I have something I have to do. I'll uh, explain in a few days. <laughs> like, I, I, I wonder how uh, how personally uh, Paul Wesley took that, because I feel like it was a pretty good imitation. Do you think that was Adlin? <laughs> I don't know, but I thought it was funny. I, I chuckled, because that's, you know, broody Stefan, you know. Stefan's at the... Salvatore Mansion, and he tells Zach that Damon's awake, but, you know, he's weak, but probably shouldn't be going down there. I wrote down, Uncle Zach is gonna fuck this up. <laughs> oh, God. Freaking Zach, man. Um, <laughs> so, but Stefan decides, you know, it's been three days, Damon's locked up tight, I'm gonna go back to school. Uh, and he tries really hard to apologize to Elena, and he sucks at this, too. Like, he just cannot... I don't understand if you're 162 years old, you just can't figure out how to tell a white lie. It's it's still bad. So bad. Um, it's so bad. Uh, and, you know, she is being a 16-year-old, right? Like, I don't like this behavior, so I'm just going to, you know, give you the cold shoulder and, you know. Um, but I, I, I feel like she's justified. Uh, Matt made me laugh when she's at the grill with him and, you know, they start playing pool and she says, well, what do you think about Stefan? I think there's something that he doesn't want me to know, which 
Makes me want to know all the more. Like what? Like that he's a serial killer and he keeps a clown suit in his trunk? <laughs> no, of course not. But what do we know about him? Really? He's great at football. A little bit of a loner. And as much as I hate saying it, he might be a nice guy. Matt's answer is, well, he's great at football. Yeah, I, I wrote that line down. That was such a great line. <laughs> Matt was one of those characters where I was like, wait, who is this? Have we met yeah. him before? Is that... Yeah, okay. he was uh, Elena's boyfriend before her parents died. She broke up oh, with him okay. after her parents died. So um, he's feeling a little, little abandoned. Um, and he's a little mad because... Uh, I think he wants to not like Stefan, but he likes Stefan. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? He's so good at football. How can you not like him? <laughs> he's so good at football. He's so good at football. Um, they run into the old black man who uh, recognizes Stefan. And Stefan's still running theme. Still can't lie. Yeah. Also, that that actor, like all his lines in the show seem very stilted. Like he didn't seem. He seems very wooden. Yeah. Like maybe he's just trying to play like a old uh, grandpa and is you know forgetful but like he kind of just seems like somebody like literally someone on cast's grandpa that was like hey can we give you a couple lines <laughs> yeah hey, are you free tomorrow like, yeah tiki refers to him later as being a little alzheimery yeah uh and so i can't tell if he was trying to play towards him having some cognitive issues or not um but yeah he didn't seem practiced no <laughs> in his delivery that's for sure uh, so yeah, so Elena bolts. She's like, I ain't got time for this. Um, she goes back and she she's and she she writes in her diaries. You know, her in, her instincts say not to trust Stefan. Um, <laughs> uh, but then Jeremy comes in to check on her and says, Well, you know, you should go down and and get something to eat. And Stefan's making chicken parmesan. Classic. I had a boyfriend in high school when we broke up. He couldn't cook, but he ordered a uh, tortellini from Bertucci's, which is like my favorite takeout meal at the time. <laughs> I love how he really leaned into being Italian. He was like, it's made with fresh mozzarella. Mozzarella, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had flashbacks to all the Italian guys I went to college with just overpronouncing <laughs> it in the cafeteria. Yeah. So Paul Wesley, he's from Jersey. Um, uh, he's like North Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's actually, but his his family background is like Polish. His last name is like Wazluski or something like that. Mm. Uh, but in like his, like in interviews, he talks about his boys from back home and it like, it's a lot of like Jersey Italian guys. Yeah, Bergen, Bergen County. Yeah. I, 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 70% of my college was those people. So mozzarella. That made me laugh too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he starts telling some personal details about himself, what Catherine was like, what his favorite things are. I thought his, uh, his standard of like, I like some highbrow. I like some lowbrow. Like your highbrow isn't really impressing me, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to punch him when he was talking about literature. (laughs) Fitzgerald, I wrote wrote down eye roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I guess like, you know, how highbrow can you really go when your target demographic is 14 to 24 year olds? You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I guess that's realistic. Like he probably, well, he's a hundred, so it doesn't really mean it, but like a 16 year old probably read, you know, Great Gatsby in sophomore year, and they're like, "Oh yes, I love literature." Yeah, one thousand percent. So that's fair. They're like, you know, all of all of our friends who were, you know, still talking about Kerouac. I'm like, ugh, really? 
Jackie, you know who I'm Oh, talking. yes. You don't need to name names, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his very faux highbrow and lowbrow tastes. Um, but I did appreciate that he loves I Love Lucy. I thought that was great. When he says he watches that he's a big Scorsese fan and he says, I could watch Taxi Driver over and over again. Like that would be the <laughs> ultimate red flag. <laughs> like literally that's what John Hinckley Jr. did. He watched that over and over again and then he shot Reagan. <laughs> like that is creepy. I wonder if that was on purpose. Like it almost feels like it was, but then I huh, mean that yeah. it doesn't portray him in a good light. Yeah. But I wonder if the writers did that on purpose. Like, like, Hey, 16 year olds. <laughs> if you hear this is what a red flag looks like. If you hear a guy say that, he's going to shoot the president. Yeah. Uh, so after she cuts herself, uh, Stefan has to turn away because he like vamps out, like his eyes do the thing, and she sees it happen in the window. Um, so she says, um, "I think that my paranoia has turned into full blown hallucinations." What are you trying? I feel like that's kind of gaslighting. I was just going to say, like, it seems like she's almost gaslighting herself. And then he's just like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do it. Like, oh, you're just going to do it for me. I feel like that dialogue did not age well. No. Like, maybe in 2009. Well, neither did Sexy Suds, but we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do want to say, I did like how they, like, made a point to have Stefan say, I love garlic. Like, because he's a vampire. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, yeah. one of the tropes of vampires not loving garlic also note she could see him in the reflection yeah, in the window so the whole like reflection thing yep yep little things here and there that they don't always acknowledge but if you if you're paying attention you know um yeah but so yeah he gaslights her and then they kiss <laughs> they've made up they're together again um so yeah the next day uh they're at the car wash Poor Matt. He's like watching them from afar, like such a sad sack. I thought he um, was being a good sport, though. I mean, yeah, Matt is a great sport. Matt is like literally the ni nicest guy. I've never met anybody in real life as nice as Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sam. Like that's I mean, about it. <laughs> you know, they actually based it on me. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Matty Blue Eyes. Um, Elena starts asking Stefan about his ring. He says it's from the Italian Renaissance. Um, that's actually a nod to the books because in the books, Stefan and Damon are much older and they are actually from the Italian Renaissance. Mm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that um, it's funny that Jackie, in our first episode, I talked a lot about like how Kevin Williamson was approached to do this show and at first he wasn't really into it, you know, and it was a book series from like, you know, the early nineties. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really make sense for this to be what the CW chose to go up against true blood and twilight, you know? Um, but I think that Warner brothers probably had the option for it. Like they had bought the options for the books um, a long time ago and just like sat on it. And so when twilight happened, they were like, Oh, let's pull out, you know, we have the rights to this. Let's do it. Um, but so Kevin Williamson just like, took the general skeleton but changed everything you know so um everything from like you know the racial background of the actors like bonnie was a redhead irish girl um and stefan and damon were much older and some of the other characters that we'll meet later are very different from what they are in the books and a lot of the relationships are different um kevin williams was like well 
we'll, we'll take the names. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it's a, you know, love triangle or whatever. Um, but yeah, he kind of does whatever the hell he wants, um, which I think is valid for doing the story 20 years after it had been written. I Googled Lapis Lazuli, which he said that was The Rock. And yep. So, like, you know how Google will autofill like questions for you? One of the uh -huh. auto suggested questions or whatever, it was like, what hand do you wear lapis lazuli on? And it said the middle finger of your dominant hand. So he must be right-handed because he's wearing it on his right hand. Look at you and your little sleeping. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of like a stone that you're supposed to wear it on a certain finger. Yeah, I don't really, I didn't, I mean, I only read like three sentences. It's a pretty Very stone. <laughs> I felt like this was a really inopportune time for Stefan to be wearing a shirt and like jeans and like everyone else is running around bikini tops and um, Elena's like referencing, oh, I guess we have to like, you know, take all of our clothes off and, and they don't. Yeah, they just <laughs> take one layer. Elena does run into the old man again and he says that he knew Stefan from 1953. Um, but Tiki, you know, says, oh, you know, grandpa's a little Alzheimer. Um, She's pretty mean. She's so mean. Oh, Tiki's terrible. She's not a nice character. Does she yeah, become more of like a main character or is she just kind of like a side, side character? No, no, you don't really get to know Tiki okay. very well at all. She was yeah. just so Next, immedi yeah. immediately mean to that uh, one guy with the car. I was like, mm -hmm. no one, no one is that mean in real life. Also, no one asked you. Like, watch the damn car. Yeah. No, you don't have to deal with Tiki. Good. <laughs> but so Elena, you know, just as Matt had said, uh, she is trying to press for more information. She's still confused. Um, so after she hears this 1953 thing, her her next uh, jump in logic is to ask Logan to get her to the news station so she can look it up. And then he just lets her sit in his office with like full access to everything. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> what? Yeah. Small towns, you know? I guess. Yeah. You know, I feel like... Um, Kevin Williamson must have known someone at his local station because there was a similar thing that happened on Dawson's Creek because Dawson was a film student and his mother was a newscaster. So he like has like full on access. Like he's, he goes and like, he takes his movies into post-production, like in the TV studio. And there's like some like post audio guy that's like helping him like fix audio on his, on his movies and shit. And I'm like, where, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I wish Hannah was here for this episode because she was like a TV pro nerd all through high school. Like she did the morning announcements for our whole school. And I guess they did kind of have unfettered access to the TV pro lab. So I guess maybe it does make sense. The teachers were like, here, here are the keys to the building. You can come in whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah so maybe that's a thing. If you're in it enough, they just let you. But Elena's not. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so she sees... Uh, a very grainy video of Stefan in 1953 standing outside of the boarding house. Uh, so she starts getting very suspicious. She goes home. She's writing in her diary, um, piecing things together. She, and just as Stefan realizes that Damon broke out of the house, um, she runs up to the front door and asks, What are you? Terrible timing got like a wooden stake in his hand mm -hmm. looks like a crazy person i like how he had that wooden stake in like a special box like under yeah. some you know covers just in case. like yeah it was just like very formally presented 
Yeah. Like he didn't just like have it under his pillow in case yeah. Damon did some crazy shit. Yeah. I read in an interview at some point that like a plan was some point was to have Stefan like running around and like have the wooden stake in his pocket, but it is of a certain size that it started to look very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so at least the directors tried a couple of different things and I guess that box in the basement is what we ended up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Elena knows. Stefan's in trouble. So storyline B, I think is I, I wrote down Dungeon Damon. Um uh so Stefan's plan is to uh starve Damon of blood. Um they establish that uh if a vampire doesn't feed, uh they kind of like mummify. Uh so they'll I wrote that down, like, like they're trying to like also have a reference to another like lore or like other like historical fictional monsters mm-hmm. a little crossover action there yeah so yeah starving him in blood won't necessarily kill him but would mummify him so that he's immobile you know what will happen if i don't feed him blood he'll grow weaker and weaker and eventually he won't be able to move or speak in a week your skin will desiccate and you'll mummify a living corpse unable to hurt anyone why are you just gonna leave me in the basement forever i've injected you with enough revenge to keep you weak once your circulation stops i'll move you to the family crypt and then in 50 years we can reevaluate i think that's kind of hilarious how old is he supposed um, to be again 150. um so uh, he's been a vampire for 145 years so that makes him about 161 from birth so 50 years is still comparatively a long time for him. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, Stefan warns Zach not to go into the basement, and Zach does not do a good job of doing that. Zach. Idiot. He was <laughs> the weakest link. Was that was this the first named character death? Um, other than Mr. Tanner, the football coach. Oh, I didn't know he had a name. Okay. Yeah. Because he was also the history teacher, like the asshole history oh, teacher. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. connect that at all. <laughs> yeah, he was the history teacher and the football coach, and he had been such a dick in the classroom that I guess he he got the uh, time to go the plot comeuppance that he deserved. Um. So Caroline is talking to Bonnie in the beginning of the episode. I thought this scene was really strange because. Caroline's like, well, I can't really remember. He, we were in the yard and I guess he bit me. Maybe I let him bite me. And I just, I, I, I don't understand how no one's gone to the police. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand we're supposed to be suspending our, our disbelief here, but um, I just don't understand how it's gotten to this point. And, like Bonnie's just like, well, why would you do that? And that's the only response she has. Like, I, I feel like, um, it's it's distracting enough for me that I object to the writer's choices in in leaving it at that. Um, well, Caroline's mom been... is a police officer too. She's a freaking sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like it's it's a weird it's a plot hole that I I'm I I was distracted by in the beginning and I'm still distracted by it now. 
I'll stop ranting. How, um, how long does, like, I forget what it's called, like, the glamour or like the compelling, how long does that last? Because to me, it's not super clear, but it seems like it has lasting effects. Yeah, I think it it does last. Um, I think they acknowledge that like for Stefan, it doesn't last very long because his like powers aren't very strong because he hasn't been feeding on human blood. Um, but uh, in the general lore of things um, and an efficient vampire, <laughs> um, it would last. I think with Caroline, it's a matter of like, well, Elena did see the bite marks, right? So she at least has to, she has to acknowledge that these things happened to her. And, and we also don't know what exactly Damon compelled, compelled Caroline to believe, right? Like, I, I don't know that she was supposed to be compelled to forget or if she was just supposed to be compelled with being okay by being fed on and not telling anyone that Damon is a vampire. Well, I wonder, cause it seems like it's, it's affecting her memory. And I wonder mm -hmm. if like the older grandpa figure who recognized Stefan was actually also compelled and maybe that's what triggered his memory loss. I don't know if there's a connection there if I'm just looking way too deep into it. If there is, they don't acknowledge that. Yeah, if there is, they don't. We we won't know the answer to that, as far as I can remember. Uh, gotcha. Maybe it was compelled yeah. to be a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Bonnie does see the crystal. Um, she calls it ugly. Uh, it is ugly. ugly. It is yeah. ugly. There's a lot of ugly choices made on the show. Elena's necklace is ugly, but that crystal is ugly. Um, costuming has not been cute up to this point either. So there's a lot of. A lot of bad choices um it gets better over over time um but yeah the next day at school caroline's in planning mode like nothing happens the sexy suds car wash is tomorrow the football team and the band have committed well not all the band just the ones who can pull off a bikini i want in your face sexy i mean it's a fundraiser for god's sake you guys are 16 for god's sake um but i guess i guess people i guess that's right 16 year olds in bikinis sell car washes. I don't know. I never participated in a car no. wash. I, I was on the track yeah. team. They didn't, they didn't want to see that. Yeah. Um, Caroline asks Stefan where Damon is and he explains that Damon's not coming back and she looks bummed out. Stefan, where's Damon? He has some serious apologizing to do. He's gone, Caroline. When's he coming back? He's not coming back. I'm sorry. For me, that isn't necessarily about Damon. It's more about like Caroline still feeling like she's not a first choice for anyone and just feeling insecure about being rejected. Um, and that gets at the heart, I think, of Caroline's personality. So um, just another, another little layer of her. I thought Caroline's line about, we're not running a charity here. That <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. It's like no, you're literally raising money. Yes. Um, also, like I was, I was confused about the intent of the car wash because it seems like it was something they do every year. But then in like the news thing, they said it was to benefit the athletic department after the coach got killed. 
So yeah, I was confused about assuming that like the uh, a coach doesn't die every year. Like, do they still have it for the athletic department, or was that just like coincidental that they're like they need money because their coach died, which I guess wouldn't really be a financial burden. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I I imagine since Mystic Falls High School's team sucks, like maybe <laughs> there's not a lot of funding for the football team, so they have to raise some money for uniforms and stuff. Um, I feel like that's why a lot of schools do drives like that, right? Yeah. It's like either for the music department or the sports department. Um, so yeah, Caroline goes to get towels for Elena. She goes to get the shimmy things and uh, which shimmy it's, it's shammy, mm-hmm. right? Not, which not a shimmy. I just learned this year was spelled like I've seen the word C H A M O I S. And I yeah. thought that was pronounced chamois and a chamois yeah. was something totally different. And I just yeah. realized, like, watching with subtitles on a different TV show, that it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just learned that right now, as you were saying. So. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> I think I learned, like, way back in the day when they used to sell the, like, as as seen on TV chamois. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. those from when we were kids? My mom has, like, ten of them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when I knew how it was spelled. So I think I've known for a long time, but, yeah, like... That's why it made me laugh to hear Elena say shimmy. <laughs> Everyone has problems with that word. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Carolyn starts hearing Damon's voice. She, you know, kind of moves like a zombie to the boarding house. She doesn't seem to know what's going on. Um, she gets down to the to the locked room in the basement. And she's like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Um, and almost lets him out. But... Uh, I thought this was a really reminiscent of like Kevin Williamson horror movies, like the chase scene mm-hmm. out of the house and like someone, you know, slipping on the carpet, the runner uh, down the hallway and he grabs her leg and she kicks him. And eh, I, it, it felt very nostalgic for me. Also, I don't watch horror movies. So like my, almost all of my frame of reference for horror movies is Kevin Williamson movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch either. And that, that scene made me remember why I hate horror movies. Cause it, it made me like super anxious. Mm-hmm. All stressed out. <laughs> um, but he couldn't follow her out of the house cause it doesn't have his ring. Um, so we saw him like burn in the sun for the first time. Um, I guess we had seen. A- yeah. No. Is that the first time I think so. we see? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's stuck in the house. Uh, Caroline gets away. The next time we see her, she's she's moping in her room. And poor Sheriff Forbes comes in, tries to be nice. And Caroline is such a bitch to her mom. Honey, are you okay? Is there anything you want to talk about? Is it a boy thing? Mom, if you want to talk boys, I'll call dad. At least he's successfully dating one. Ooh. Very mean. Slammer. Oof. Oof. Damn. Um, Stefan comes home and he finds the dead crow in the house. So that's the last of the crow, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> no more crow, no you. more hog. Yeah. I I think I had, like, during the pilot episode, I was like, oh, it's like episode three. We don't see it anymore. Yeah, and I just listened to that. And so when I saw it in the, the episode tonight, I was like, wait a second. A recess said. We were misled. <laughs> I know. I was pretty surprised that they killed off Zach that quickly. Like he seemed like he I was know. like a ma- going to be like a major, you know, character. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, he I doesn't know. come back, but uh, 
last week when we were talking about uh what did i say i i was talking about the term for when someone has like you kind of know someone's not going to die because where they are in the billing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was trying to remember the term for it. And I said, what is it like storyline insurance? It's plot armor. Plot armor. That's okay. the, yeah. So like you've got a certain amount of armor on like, whether you're going to get written off of a show, whether you're going to get killed off um, based on like who you are on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had thought that coach Tanner was kind of going to be yeah. more of an antagonist, right? Um, he wasn't safe. And then uh, Zach, you thought was going to be pretty integral. Um, he wasn't safe. Uh, they're slowly, they're slowly showing. Not a lot of people on the show are, are necessarily safe. Uh, plot armor is thin. Yeah. On this show. I was, yeah. I was just, I, I guess I was hoping to hear more about like hit the whole arrangement he had as like the caretaker and maybe they go into it more, you know, without him. But I was just like, I, I was curious about that arrangement. I think it was, kind of like what Damon said last episode, like someone had to mow the lawn. Like yeah. it was a flippant way of saying it, but you know, it is a Salvatore property. And so wanting someone from the family to, to live there so that they had somewhere to come back to if they were going to be in town. Um, I think that's yeah. kind of what it is, but I think as much as we've heard is, is what we're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. So Stefan finds poor Zach dead at the end. And it's pretty sad. I think Stefan really liked him. Um, also, doesn't have really other living relatives, so that's a bummer. I was trying to figure out when he the camera like pans up to his body, his shirt is up a little bit, and it looks like because I thought that Damon had fed on his blood or something, because it looks like so, there's like a mark on his hip. But then I realized I think it was just a tattoo, and I was trying to figure <laughs> out what uh, like it looked like a tattoo of a flag or something. It was just like a very weird editorial choice for them to leave in like something they could have easily covered up with makeup or like i don't know in post yeah 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 but r.i.p zach (laughs) r.i.p zach you're a nice guy um and then also a little in the ending montage you see that the crystal hanging in caroline's room if there's a light going through it it displays a pentacle Mm. did you guys see that like you know five-sided with a circle type thing um, so there's a little little nugget for you. Is that the same thing as a pentagram, or is it? I'm trying to. Th- I think a pentagram is just the upside down star. Okay. If you put it inside of a circle, then it's a pentacle. I think that's right. I wasn't emo enough in high school to learn the difference, unfortunately. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, I, I I read "I Love You to Death" by Chrissy Calhoun. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of some some witchy woo, uh, Bonnie's powers. Um, Bonnie, ooh, Bonnie, man. Um, you know, from staring very intently at this candle in Caroline's room to uh, splashing tiki. I thought that was kind of funny um, at the at the car wash. But and like tiki's a bitch, but Bonnie sets a car on fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it was Tiki's car. I don't think that they, I don't think that it was. So she was just that mad that it came out that way. I, I, I did you guys pick up on whether that was supposed to be Tiki's car or not? I can't. I, was, I wondered, but I think that was like beside the point overall. I thought she was just trying to like clean up the water, like just dry it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was the that was the vibe I got. It's like, oh, look mm-hmm. at the water, and 
if I just set it on fire, it will evaporate. Oh. So why was she being hazed? Are they, I forget, are they on like a cheer team and she's, she's like a junior member or? Bonnie's not like a junior on the, on the team in any way. I think Tiki's just a bitch. Um, but Stefan stops her. She seems to get jerked out of this, this trance and she's worried that anyone saw and, and she's like, just please don't tell anyone. And then she runs away. Uh, uh, and uh, aren't you worried about what Stefan thinks about all of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, she seemed very trusting of Stefan. Yeah. Like these are kind of unexplained phenomena that you're just asking him if it was you, did anyone else see? And then just roll it out. I don't, I don't know. Um, but Bonnie runs to her Graham's house to cry on her shoulder, and we see that Graham's is Jasmine Guy. I was wondering, I meant to look up that actress, because I was like, okay, she looks super familiar. Who is that? You don't recognize her? I mean, I do. I can't play. She was Whitley on A Different World. I never watched that show. You never watched A Different World? No. Um, So, you know, the Lisa Bonet spinoff from The Cosby Show. Okay. I think I did watch some of it, but not, like, religiously. I didn't have cable growing up, so whatever was available. <laughs> yeah. Whitley was like the Southern Belle that lived in the dorm with Lisa Bonet oh, and was like okay. one of the best friend crew. Um, and I mean, she's been in other stuff, but that's by far the biggest thing she's been in. She's done a bunch of Broadway. Uh, she used to do music. Like she tried to have a little pop career for a while. She's done a run on Grey's Anatomy. She's done a run on Dead Like Me. Um, she has done a lot of movies. I'm sure a lot of these are like made for TV movies. So she's probably done a lot of like, uh, lifetime and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, she was in that, uh, do you remember that Halle Berry miniseries queen? She was in that, like, she was real like nineties black movie, uh, black TV show actress. I think she did a little stint on fresh Prince. Um, Yeah. Jasmine, and she's a dancer. Like she was, uh, like I think she was really good friends with uh, Paula Abdul back in the day. And um, she, yeah, when she was like trying to be a pop star, all her music videos were like dance videos. She's great. She's great. I'm assuming she's gonna be like a pretty big character from here on out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bonnie's got to have somebody helping her because um, obviously she has no control over the shit. Uh, so yeah, she will definitely act as as mentor for. For Bonnie. Um, plus, also, like, we need more black people on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiki's not going to be on the show a lot. So, <laughs> <Thank> God. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but I love Grams. And uh, I think Kevin Williamson must have called his grandmother Grams because uh, Jen Lindley's grandmother on Dawson's Creek was called Grams. Uh, I think this is a running theme on in his writing. Uh, but yeah. Uh, hope Bonnie. Starts getting some some lessons soon. She has to rein in her powers or something bad's going to happen. Did I figure out how to channel mm-hmm. Okay. Storyline D, I think, is uh, Jeremy. Jer. Oh. Um, Elena finds Vicky in the bathroom the next morning. I thought that was funny. Um, Where did she get a toothbrush? Uh, I know. Was she using Jeremy's toothbrush? I feel like she was probably just using Elena's. She seems like... Like, if she's going to steal her pills, she's like, oh, whose toothbrush is this? I don't care. Yeah. Maybe that's why Elena, like, reacted so, like, poorly. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Vicky comes back to bed. I think you might be in trouble. What'd you do? <laughs> Elena saw me. I'm a drug-using delinquent. Girl in bed doesn't really rank, sorry. Um, you're 15! <laughs> this is mature content, guys. None of this is okay. <laughs> and on Jenna's, just like, she doesn't care at all. At all. Jenna gives no shits. I mean, I get that Jenna's supposed to be young, and, like, this is part of the storyline, but, um... I mean, I, I guess that maybe that's what would happen if you're basically not your older sister, but kind of your older sister was the one left in charge of you, right? It's like kind of party of five thing happening mm-hmm. in this family, but like, Jesus Christ. Um, but, you know, she is kind of funny. Like, well, like, at least could be craftier about it because <laughs> um, it's not very crafty. And then, yeah, while Stefan's downstairs making dinner for Elena, uh, Vicky does take the pills. She starts, starts crushing them, no less. Hardcore. Like, on the table. Like, I'm just going to snort these pills. It's unnecessary, right? Like, doesn't it? I don't just know. Eat yeah, just eat the pill. So unnecessary. I just thought they really took the time to hammer it home that Vicky's from the wrong side of the tracks, guys. Yeah. She's from the wrong side of the tracks. I mean, like, who snorts Vicodin? Who snorts? <laughs> like, I, I don't. I don't understand. Um, like I was a 16 year old delinquent. Okay. Let's just put that out there. I think I've alluded to it in past episodes, but like I did a lot of shit that if my mother knew when I was 16, um, would not be happy about 25 years later. Uh, but like no one snorts Vicodin. I'm sorry. No matter how young and stupid you are, you just eat the Vicodin. Um, and so I feel like that's what made Jeremy a little uncomfortable. Like if she just eaten the pill, and I'm like, okay, big deal. You took a pain pill, you know? Um, like opioids, opioids are a bad thing, but like, you know, at least you're not like snorting, the, like crushing the pill on my desk. <laughs> and she, the first thing she reaches for is like an old watch. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so tacky. Ugh. I am judging Vicky <laughs> in this scene hard. Um, I try not to judge Vicky. I like Vicky, but gross I, I blame the writers for all these decisions mm-hmm. on vicky later on vicky takes jeremy to go party in the cemetery uh and again she stole elena's pain pills and doubly pisses off jeremy um he references her friends as a as waste of space small time lifers and i oosh, that hurt yeah i was my feelings would have been hurt too yeah, Vicky was pretty stupid in this episode, but that was like that was just that was mean. That was a bad. That was yeah. mean. Yeah. And also, but also on her, like, okay, you're you're bringing your new boyfriend whose parents died six months ago to a cemetery. Like, I was kind of expecting there to be a plot point where they are like sitting on his parents' grave or something. These are supposed to be like all the hardcore bad kids. They're hanging out in a cemetery and doing illicit drugs. But then, like, the music that they were playing in the background was just, like, <laughs> the most, like, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't want to say emo, but it was just, like, it seemed, like, very, like, a 15-year-old girl would listen to it and not, like, the bad kids at a cemetery kind of music. Pop emo. Yeah. 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 CW repertoire emo. <laughs> and also, they don't have, like, a portable, you know speaker or something like they have to play it from the this was like 2009 like (laughs) who plays from their truck radio yeah (laughs) and like it was a tape that she had to turn over or something i don't even know why it shut off yeah i mean i i kind of assume damon shut it off to get her over there but it was still a weird maybe it's just an old truck that just had 
You're going to run your battery down. Cassette player. I was just, yeah, you're yeah. going to drain your battery and then you're stuck at the cemetery all night. <laughs> Maybe they are waste of space, small town lifers. <laughs> Uh, but you know, also like while you kind of have very little sympathy for um, Vicky making bad decisions with this fifteen-year-old boy and putting him in bad situations, um, you still see like where her insecurities come from, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's I think it's sad. Uh, she obviously doesn't have like an ounce of self-esteem, um, and I think that comes through in this episode. Also, you know. For you to internalize for future episodes. Uh, well, you just answered a question that I had because I thought she was dead, but she must not be. Um. Well, I mean, maybe referenced in a eulogy. I don't know, Jackie. <laughs> I mean, she's I she's know. been bit before and survived, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they leave the question mark at the end, at least. Like, yes, it's very sad. She gets attacked by Damon at the, at the end. My notes actually say while they listen to terrible music. And then, uh, yeah, her hand is like sliding down the side of the truck. Um, but, you know, I think in typical Vampire Diaries fashion, if you if you leave the, the question mark there, that's the cliffhanger, yeah. right? Um, and then I think the last storyline is is Jenna and, and Logan. Um, at the top of the episode, Jenna says she's not going to be home for dinner. She's mm. going out with Logan. Ew, gross. Um, Logan and Liz are talking at the grill, and um, they reveal that they're looking for the vampire's lair and can't find anything in the woods. So they realize that it must be staying in a private residence. Um, and this is where we learn that they believe that the vampire can only come out at night. So this is why Stefan and Damon haven't put up any red flags. Um so they are working off bad information. So you guys probably talked about this in the last episode, mm-hmm. but like the Lockwoods and Caroline's mom and Logan are all part of like the town council or whatever, like the unofficial yep. council on the hunt for vampires, right? Is it, yep. does, is the implication supposed to be that Elena's parents were also part of that group? That's a question. <laughs> okay. All right. Noted. <laughs> that is a question. Um, yeah. I think Elena's parents' involvement in things will uh, be discussed in future episodes. Um, but, you know, I think before the founders council party, uh, when Elena was asking Stefan to escort her to the party, Um, She does say, you know, my mom was really involved in the Founders Council and was really involved in this heritage display that they were going to do. And that's why she lent all the family heirlooms. So um, I think I did posit that as a question for you. And who was with us last week? (laughs) Caroline posited that as a question of like how involved were uh, the Gilberts in the founding families. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious at like what they know and don't know cuz like they they they're like looking in caverns and stuff, which I mean, I guess if you've read about vampires in a book, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I just don't know like yeah. It it's shocking to me that they wouldn't after assuming they have enough history like immediately suspect the Salvators if this only happens anytime a Salvator is in town. 
But again, I don't know what they don't know. So, well, and you know, the Salvatores had been founding families, but uh, during the founders' party, Damon says, you know, we don't really get invited to these things anymore, yeah. right? So we don't really know what happened between the Salvatores and the rest of the founding families. Why they are not on the founders' council anymore? Because um, they're Italian. But- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, these are all themes that will be explored during the course of season one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Jenna and Logan, I guess they had dinner and then they see each other the next day at the Sexy Suds car wash. All proceeds are going to the school's athletic department, still healing from the tragic death of their football coach, William Tanner. The citizens of Mystic Falls coming together in support of one of their own. Cut it. Classy. Thank you. But you're uh, still going to video the girls in bikinis, right? Oh, 53% of Americans watch the news with the sound off. <sighs> He's so smarmy. I hate him so much. Red flag. I hate him so much. And his receding hairline. So gross. <laughs> and they're like reminiscing about having sex in the minivan in the high school parking lot. It's like, ugh, it's too much information. She was like... Because he was standing next to a van. Was is, did I just read into that too much? Or I thought oh, she was he like was he like propositioning her? I thought she was propositioning him. They were standing right next no. to a van. <laughs> no, I think I think what they were saying was um he was like, Do you remember the last time we were in a high school parking lot? And she feigns like, No, I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely don't remember having sex in a minivan in the high school parking lot. Um, so referencing, I guess, end of high school, getting hot and heavy. Who had sex in the high school parking lot? So this gross. is very high risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd get kicked out of school. Yeah. Ugh. I had some friends who got caught having sex at school. What? After school. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In the school building. Was it in the TV program? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I think I do remember where it was, but I think I'm not going to say because I think at some point some of my friends from high school might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she will, but, you know, some of our mutual friends might. Um, see, these are dumb decisions that 15, 16-year-olds make. Um, so, yeah, while uh, Elena's asking Logan if she can go to the news station to dig through archives, he finagles his way into an invitation to the Gilbert house. Um, but so while he's there, we see him rummaging around for the pocket watch and he finds it. Jeremy almost catches him, but yeah, Jeremy's an idiot. So, um, I think those are all the storylines unless you guys think I missed anything. I think we must've talked about everyone. Yeah. I think that was everything. Yeah. I think the kill count for this week, if we don't know what happened to Vicky, we could assume the kill count is two, uh, both Zach and Vicky. Um, but at least one is for sure. We'll find out about the other next week. I visited the forums. I was looking to see how people reacted to Elena finding out, but didn't really see anything. There is one user named Graham LZ. Um, I'm not sold on the ship yet, but I suspect there's more to the story 
with Catherine than meets the eye when it comes to Damon. Stefan himself even admitted he did some things slash handled some things in ways he wasn't proud of. There's something deeper there when it comes to Stefan and Damon. Damon is committing some pretty heinous acts. However, I'm interested in finding out what possibly pushed him in that direction. I suspect there's more to why each brother went to the opposite extreme when it comes to their vampire existence. Thus far, my guess is that Stefan appears to be trying to make up for something by quote unquote embracing humanity while Damon seems stuck on making humanity pay for his pain slash loss. Just my own speculations. I think that is like some real, like deep, yeah, like analysis of the way that the actors have been uh, playing the storyline so far, and little, uh, little hints that they're dropping in a dialogue, but they haven't really gone deep into yet. Um, and the fact that she, this user, whether it's he or she or they, um, that they wrote this like literally the night that this episode aired, I couldn't tell from other posts i I try to uh look at their profile and see if they were like a reader of the books and um had some insight but it seemed to me like they were just watching the show um so my assumption is this person was probably older than the average viewer and you know maybe was a amateur writer and was actually like paying attention to the storyline but i thought that was really insightful let's get them on the show (laughs) yeah find graham lz if you're listening to this, Graham LZ, L- email us at this doesn't suck pod at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> I wonder if Summerholder put in his contract to be like the first person to do the first on screen kill because he was Boone and lost, and he was like the first main character of that show, spoiler alert, to die. So I wonder yeah. if. I wonder if he was like, okay, but I get to be the guy to kill somebody. I'm not going to be the first to go. I don't know. <laughs> Did you watch Lost? Oh, yeah. Jackie? Oh, yeah. We've never talked about that show. Oh, I'll talk about it. Okay, we're going to have to do this every drink of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another user, Jordy4189. Once again, I love the small sibling scene we got. Now on the subject of his relationship to Vicky, can they just kill her or at the very (laughs) least have Jeremy move on? I like that Jeremy is happy enough around Vicky that he doesn't want to immediately do drugs, but obviously the same can't be said for Vicky. (laughs) I'm so tired of her woe is me crap. Uh, Yeah, kind of feel the same way. I was tired of her. But yeah. your reaction tells me that sh- her character has more development coming. Um, there's quite a journey for Vicky, I think. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I've been trying to avoid saying it because it hadn't happened yet, but it will happen in this next episode. Um, they play with time a little bit. So uh, the next episode, you're going to see your first flashback. Mm. Um so uh whenever i have been having a hard time saying like oh this person's not coming back it may be because it's not the last time we're seeing the actor okay okay um and in the first five episodes that hasn't happened i'm prepping you for episode six so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh what you're gonna get in episode six before the end of this recording but um they will start playing with time a little bit more so um uh, whether Vicky dies right now or not, I don't know. I mean, I know, you don't know. Um, but Vicky does have a bit of more of a journey to go on with the audience. Looking forward to it. Everyone who has watched the show <laughs> and is listening to this podcast right now is like, oh my God, Arisa is ridiculous. 
Uh, okay, any other uh, any other notes that you guys made that I uh, wanted to bring up before we get into the other logistics? Oh, just one thing. They keep talking about like Stefan, Stefan, Stefan coming back. Where did he come back from? Is that something we find out? Is that something that I already like just didn't notice and they mentioned? Um, yeah. So I think that uh, so Stefan hasn't lived in Mystic Falls for a really long time, and he would come back every so often. And I don't know if it was just to like come back to Mystic Falls because that's where he was born you know, and he is just occasionally checking in on the town. But I think that Zach in past dialogue has established like, you know, why are you, why did you come back? Why did Damon come back? Like, what are you doing here now? And I think that Stefan wouldn't have stayed in town if he hadn't seen Elena. Right. And Elena looks like Catherine. So he got caught up in trying to figure out what Elena's deal is. And then he started catching feelings for her. And so he's been, in town because of that but that it probably was just a you know a stop through just a check of the house check on zach who's his living relative um that he comes back every now and then but he doesn't stay and now he's staying okay yeah yeah the only the only other thing i had is and i think we've we've touched on this a few times but it's just so annoying hearing stefan talk about his relationship with Catherine like he's 45 and like reminiscing about some law you know love lost like he's what what is he supposed to pretend to be like 17 like no one talks about yeah someone you dated like (laughs) when you were 15 like that (laughs) i mean maybe you did maybe i don't know the one that got away yeah like he just has this like world weary you know, uh, yeah, she was gorgeous and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she was, you were 15. I know you weren't 15. Yeah, allegedly. But like, yeah, like, how does no one call him on that? Like, stop talking like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think now that Elena knows yeah. that he's a vampire, we're going to get over a lot of that. I'm um, Because, yeah, we're going to get over a lot of that. Because he doesn't have to be so, like, vague and cryptic with her moving forward. Um, Yeah. Um, I thought that the scene, I've got a bunch of random, like bad decisions on productions points <laughs> to, to point out just cause they bother me. Cause I've seen every episode so many times, um, while Caroline's sitting in her bedroom and she's like trying to cover up the bite marks with like makeup. It's like, babe, that's not how covering up puncture wounds works. Like that's not going to help. Mm-hmm. You can't just stop wearing a scarf now. Um, everyone's going to see it. It reminded me of, um, when I was in eighth grade, this girl, in my class had a boyfriend who was, I think like a sophomore and he gave her this giant hickey and then to cover it up, she burned her neck with a curling iron so she could tell her mom that it was a curling iron burn. Oh my God. Ouch. No one believed it. Uh, oh my God. But yeah, That's my, traumatic my point is that teenagers don't always think logistically about perceptions of others so i'm sure in caroline's head she's like yeah this is fine don't don't overestimate caroline yeah (laughs) um while she's playing pool with matt um i I think production did a really bad job of like making the shots consistent because she takes a shot and she misses and then she just like grabs the cue ball and moves it (laughs) 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 and it's like 
Matt seems to allude that they played a lot of pool together, you know, like Elena does no idea what she's house doing. House rules. Um, yeah, house rules. Maybe she has a handicap. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, at the car wash, Tiki, while she's about to clean the piece of shit car, um, she takes the hose and she sticks the hose in the bucket, which was already full. So the bucket's like already overflowing with soapy water. I don't understand why she was overflowing the bucket. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> just really bad decisions. Um, and I was joking that I, I think Bonnie was just trying to get Tiki's hair wet. Cause you know, as an African-American, I know that black girls don't like get their hair wet, <laughs> especially if they like straightened it. So I think Bonnie like in like spraying the water back in her face, just trying to get Tiki's hair wet. Bonnie also is hot as shit. I I was very triggered by everyone's eyebrows in this episode because I overplucked mine in high school and they still haven't grown back. And like they had that close up on Bonnie right after she like Does she have really skinny eyebrows. That. Like that was the only thing I could see. But yes, she's <laughs> besides that, I mean, she's looking pretty good. Oh my god, her figure is amazing. Bonnie is out of shit. That's really annoying. I mean, they're all gorgeous, but I feel like Bonnie was like especially like she looked amazing. Um I love that Caroline stopped to get a sweatshirt before she walked over to the boarding house. <laughs> Cause like, she's not just in her bikini top shoes. anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But as she is. Yeah. Um, we saw that Damon's skin when he went into the sun, it, it starts to burn, but he heals relatively quickly. So we got to see another incident of um, vampire healing mm -hmm. happen. Um, I think it was a bit of a callback when, you know, Bonnie couldn't, target her powers with the candles at the founders party. She was trying to light one candle and ended up lighting all the candles. Um, so she's not able to like focus her powers right now, I think is, is the thing that we're supposed to be learning. Um, and that becomes pretty obvious when she sets a freaking car on fire. Um, the small town lifers comment, Vicky has like one tragic single tear fall down her face. <laughs> I think it's amazing. That was very soap opera-y. I think it's amazing. I think Kayla Ewell has showed the best acting on the show so far. Um, it just gets better and better. Kayla Ewell is one of my favorite actresses on the show. Uh, maybe not my favorite character is Vicky, but I think the woman who is playing her is freaking excellent. Um, so I'm just gonna just gonna put that out there. Uh, wow, I have a lot of extra notes today. Uh, the 1953 news package that Elena finds. Uh, so it's Michael Fell is the journalist in the bow tie. Mm -hmm. So the Fells obviously ha also have a history of being newscasters. <laughs> so the the Lockwoods are our governors and, and mayors, and the the Forbes are law enforcement, and the Fells are the gossips, um, which I think is cute. I thought it was super macabre when he was like, "Oh, they're bringing out the bodies, try to get a closer shot." Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Was that like the uncut so footage? Great. I hope that wasn't like on the live television in 1953. <laughs> yeah. I think that was supposed to be like all of the live like footage. In. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really sad seeing Caroline like retreat into herself. She's such a chatty Kathy and such an extrovert and like her laying in bed, like not really having any agency really depresses me. Um, Vicky, while she's like screaming while Damon's feeding on her, like, did her friends not hear any of that? They were like right there. They were also all know. drinking liquor straight out of the bottle as a subject. Yeah. Like they were probably <laughs> incapacitated. And I know, yeah. I know everyone on the show looks like they're 30 years old playing teenagers, but those guys 
looked like they were especially, especially 30 years old. Yeah. Well, they didn't say that they were. Yeah, high, I mean, high they conceivably could have been. Yeah, they could have been older. Yeah. Um, Stefan says to Elena, like he did some things that he regrets and is very vague about it. I think we're we're supposed to wonder what are those things that he did. Um, at this point, I remember watching on the show. At this point, I'm wondering if Zach was the last Salvatore, or are there any other? living salvators anywhere yeah, else i'm curious about that i don't know yeah i'm curious too uh he says he likes that one miley song party in the usa is it part of the usa or was it the climb oh i don't know oh i think that it might have been the climb they were both very popular at the same time that fall so it could have been i think it depends on like when the writer was writing that dialogue like what month that dialogue was yeah. written because those both of those songs were popular during the fall that year. Also, I feel like that was just a very generic way to reference that, that tried to make it like quote timeless, like the, that yeah. one Miley song so that they didn't have to get, you know, yeah. like the, the rights to name a Miley song, you know, that one, mm-hmm. that one that everybody listens to. Yeah. Could, yeah. And that would like transfer yeah. over in time. I was just cracking up it. thinking about Stefan driving back to, um, what is it, Mystic Falls? Uh-huh. Like in his car, just like blasting party in the USA. <laughs> um, so this is the first episode where I think it became very obvious, but Paul Wesley has very pronounced canine teeth, like mm. his own teeth. And he jokes all the time that that was like probably 50% of him actually getting the job on Vampire Diaries because um, it's kind of constantly reminiscent of the fangs. And when he does vamp out, like they do have the prosthetic teeth that they put on Damon. He also has prosthetic teeth for when he vamps out, but like his teeth, when he really does smile and we don't see Stefan smile a lot, you know? So it, it isn't very obvious, but uh, yeah, he's got some really, he's got some fangs. It's pretty amazing. So now you won't be able yeah, to unsee yeah. it. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, Jackie, when you were over, I don't think I've said this on the show. When you were over, I acknowledged the fact that, um, uh so you know i used to run a days of our lives message board uh for mm-hmm. uh ej and sammy on days of our lives ej was played by a very tall handsome british drink of water named james scott um very tall very svelte very lean kind of swimmers build type dude with a god i hope james never listens to this um james has a, an abnormally large head for his body and i feel like paul wesley does too <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's more <laughs> obvious like when Stefan has a shirt off or something like Paul Wesley's head is so big um, and then he's got really big teeth I find him to be a very handsome man very attracted to Paul Wesley um, but yeah his teeth and his head it's a lot his <laughs> <laughs> poor mother <laughs> poor Paul Wesley I think he's acknowledged all of these things himself on, on, on interview so um I don't know, and I honestly don't know, um, who killed Uncle Joseph in 1953. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. He's very, uh, Stefan is very, like, brooding in the background of that newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it an I don't know. If we learn the truth, I don't remember it. So, Sam, Jackie, I'm going to need you to keep an eye out as we go on this journey right. well over done. the next couple of years. <laughs> 
okay, those are all my random thoughts and notes. Um, Sam, we're going to go easy on Jackie and put the pressure on you like always. Uh, make you go first. Who wins and who sucks? Uh, who wins? Um, I feel like I got to go with Bonnie. I feel like she, I mean, she's obviously a little crazy with her powers right now, but she beats up on Tiki, which, you know, is good. Um, and it seems like she's progressing, like, and figuring things out a little bit more. Um, so I think she, she wins this episode for me. Um, who sucks? I don't know. I mean, Zach, I, I hate to bag on him the day that he dies, but he just, he, he just put a padlock on that thing, man. Like, don't <laughs> let, I don't know, have, lock your doors so that Caroline can't get in. Like, you kind of did this to yourself. Uh, not to victim blame, but. No, Zach uh, is a didn't freaking have a lot idiot. Of sympathy for him. Yeah. And he got himself into the trouble at the beginning of it. Yeah. Anyway, so I think, I think Zach sucks. Sorry, Zach, you're dead, so yeah. you can't hear yeah. me. Yeah, RIP, Zach, but whatever. You're an idiot. Okay, Jackie. Who wins and who sucks? Um, I'll start with who sucks. And I was going to say Zach, too. But in the effort of... In the spirit of mixing <laughs> things up, I will have to say I was super annoyed with Vicky this yeah. episode. And it seems like she's probably a fan favorite, but it was just like, we get it. You have a chip on your shoulder and your ex-boyfriend was this classist prick. But also like, why are you crushing up Vicodin with an antique stopwatch <laughs> or pocket watch? Like, I don't know. I, and like you said, Arisa, it's probably had a lot to do with just like the writers. Um, but yeah, I was, she was rubbing me the wrong way this episode. And as far as winning is concerned, I know Sam hates Damon, but he won this episode for sure. Like he, he got himself out of vampire prison. Um, we don't know where he is. So I think that he's definitely the winner of this episode. I can't argue with that. I, I'm going to agree with you. I think Damon won. Um, in the sense that like, he's the only one who didn't lose. Right? Like, everyone comes out a little less at the end of this episode. Um, but he got his freedom. So, yeah. I think Damon wins. And then, who sucks? And granted, you know, I think the anyone who's been listening to this podcast so far knows that uh, we are not, we don't have any, like, steady standard on which we are judging people <laughs> by who wins or who sucks. It's we're just going feelings. Um, as far as who sucks, I think I got to go with Vicky. Um, she is making all sorts of bad decisions, and she really doesn't have anyone to blame but her own insecurities. And she's older than Jeremy. She should know better. Um, let's rate this episode. Uh, does this episode suck? What would you rate it? Uh, out of 10, Jackie, is what we've been going with. But again, I'm going to make... Sam, go a little easy on Jackie. Sam, what are you going to read this episode? Um, I'm going to go with like a, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go with like a six. I, I, I liked it. 
uh, things happened, which was nice. Like it definitely feels like it's moving forward, but um, not enough happened. And I feel like the whole plot line with Caroline was oddly put together. Like I, I just, I like what you mentioned, I didn't agree with the way that they kind of framed her memory loss and, and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, a, a, a solid six. Wonderful. Jackie, how about you? Yeah, I think after picking this back up, after binging the first floor like a month and a half ago, I will give it a seven because I think the most has happened so far in this episode. And this was the first one. Like binging is one thing where you're just like, you know, you and I are hanging out and eating dumpling soup and having a good time versus like watching it on your own. This was the first episode where I was like, I want to see what happens yeah. next. Like there's, and you know, it, it's to be understood that like the first two or three episodes of most series are just going to be slow while they do the, all the exposition. So I was patient and now it was like, okay, they perfectly timed it. They're going to start progressing yeah. the story. So seven. Awesome. I'm also going to give it a seven. Um, uh, yeah, I was glad that Elena found out or figured it out about Stefan relatively early. I think, you know, if they had gone to mid season as was a good guess for you, Sam, um, given the way the pacing of the show has been so far, uh, was, was, was a good hedging of your bets. Um, but yeah, if it had gone that long, it just, I probably would have fallen off. Like, I don't think I could have dealt with it being dragged out that much longer. Um, and again, yeah, Elena's not supposed to be stupid. So, you know, give her a spine, give her a brain. Appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that they're moving Bonnie's storyline, even if it's just eking forward a little bit every episode. Like, we're not forgetting about her, which is really important to me. Um, Damon's had some ups and downs. So we're, 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 we're there's some, there's some intrigue happening. Um, maybe it's more satisfying in a binging setting than it, it is week to week. Uh, but, you know, I give it a seven. Um, I will say IMDB gave it an 8.4, which is pretty high. Um, other than the season finale, which had uh, an obscenely high score, um, the highest score for an episode is 8.7. So 8.4 is, is pretty high if you like get rid of the season finale. Um, and TV.com rated it an eight even, which also is very high. I think the highest score any episode for season one got was an 8.1. So people love this episode. Um, yeah, it is, it is what it is. I also, at, at some point, I think I'll have some, some idea of how those demographics differ. Cause they, they, they don't agree. Like it'll go up and down for opposite episodes between those two, uh, uh, forums, but Maybe at some point it'll make sense. Like, I can't tell if one website, like the users are older or if there's more people scoring, like giving a score later, like after the show's been off, you know, uh -huh. I can't really figure it out. Uh -huh. um, but I'm sure it'll become clear at some point. Um, okay. The next episode is called Lost Girls. Uh, right. Get it? Like Lost Boys. Uh -huh. Right. Um, any predictions on what's going to happen in the next episode? I think we'll get 
a scene with Bonnie and her grandmother. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to focus on progressing that storyline. I also think that the police are not going to notice that Zach died. (laughs) (laughs) Just like keeping in line with their, (laughs) their head in the sand uh, protocols. And I'm interested to see how Stefan is going to address Elena. If he's going to just be like, okay, you figured me out. Here's everything and just do a full brain dump. Or if he's going to try to just like feed her information piecemeal and not try to like scare her off too quickly. Yeah. I I imagine it'll be a lot of that, you know, explanation. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So episode 106 is my favorite episode of the season. Oh, okay. There we go. That's exciting. I, um, as I said, there'll be some flashbacks, so um, you'll be able to see uh, two storylines happening at the same time. Um, I think it finally, like, the writer's room and production finally figures out what they want the show to be in this episode. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to see it. I can't wait to talk about it. I want, like, to do the next episode tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all let me know. Say so let me know when you've seen it. Um we gotta figure out who's gonna okay. who's gonna guest host. Um if Carolyn wants to do it, if Jackie wants to do it, if both of you want to do it, I would totally be down for that because it's my favorite episode of the season. So if we had like a round table of everyone who wants to do the show. I'll pull Kurt into the room. I don't give a shit. Um it's go. my favorite episode of the season. So um I encourage you both to watch it early in the week and uh let me know when you have time since we're we're not at work we're at home basically so um Mm -hmm. i'm down for any time after 6 p.m during the week or any time during the weekend uh yeah i think it's uh some of the greatest acting of the season happens here like the actors finally start like flexing their muscles a little bit um i just think it's a fantastic episode so we're finally hitting uh the time of the show where i i really really start to love the show all right, it better be good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Expectations so high right now. I have no qualms about saying it. Now, granted, it's not my favorite episode of the show. It's my favorite episode of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but this makes me forgive all of the bad choices that happened prior to this this uh, episode one six. So, all right, we did it, you guys. Woohoo! It was, fun. it was fun. I like talking about this show, and you know, I watched the show while it was live. I mean, maybe I didn't start in two thousand nine. Maybe I started like while season two was airing. I can't even remember. It's been that long. I probably was watching when it first aired. Um, but uh, I've never had anyone to talk to about the show. <laughs> 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 it's my reason for starting this podcast. <laughs> so I do think it's fun. And Hannah, we miss you. Um, Thank you so much for everything you're doing for the city of St. Paul and, you know, just life in general, fighting the good fight against coronavirus and keeping your city, your citizens uh, informed and keeping them safe. Um, That said, it's been nice having uh, Jackie and Caroline last week, um, having some new perspectives. I I appreciate Caroline was on last week, Jackie, and she has seen the show. Um, So that was a, a nice dynamic of someone else who is, uh, trying to tiptoe through talking about it without give, without spoiling Sam. <laughs> um, right. I'm just a ruiner. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Caroline and Caroline and I can like plan and get drinks and, and dish if we wanted to. Um, but 
this uh it's a nice fun uh avenue to do that um but i think that uh having different perspectives jackie a couple of times today you've cracked me up because i was like hannah would say exactly that same thing <laughs> <laughs> so hannah you're here in spirit it's a Minnesota thing. <laughs> also, I just want to point out that um, in episode one, we talked a lot about how this is going to be a uh, hyper local Virginia podcast because Mystic Falls is in like central Virginia. But in the books, it's called Fells Church, i.e. like it sounds like Falls Church. Um, oh, but this, yeah. yeah, but then they like, totally. picked it up and moved it to Central Virginia. And so I was saying that like later on in the series when they're like showing maps of Central Virginia and like you can clearly see like Richmond, like all of this is going to make sense to Jackie. <laughs> and and Hannah's like, but she's from Minnesota, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, but she lives in Richmond now. She'll get it. She'll understand. You can take the girl out of Minnesota, <laughs> but can't take Minnesota out of the girl. Okay. Well, you guys stay safe, stay healthy. Um, I miss, like, I can't wait to hug both of you. I know. I can't wait. Yeah. Just have to do some self quarantining for just stock up and then we can be clear and good to go and go to yeah, the lake or something. You know, like I'm an introvert and all, but I'm yeah. a hugger and I miss hugs mm -hmm. a lot right now. Um, but yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, stay productive at home, uh, stay epic, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. But what do we know about him, really? He's great at football.